Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well, losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash I do. That's ro.co slash I D O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real. Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do for an exclusive 35% off because every mom deserves a good night's sleep. And with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. Welcome to IDoPodcast.com, where fun and inspiring relationship experts, therapists, and couples share tips and advice that will help lead you to a fulfilling and happy relationship. Let their guidance illuminate your path to happiness. Are you ready to create lasting love? And now, your hosts, Chase and Sarah. 
Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash I do podcast. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, and Kindle. Check it out today. Hey, guys. Thanks for joining us today. Today we have Jonathan Robinson on the podcast. Whether you're sitting in your car, pumping iron, going for a run. Pumping iron. Pumping iron. Who that? You don't pump iron? Yeah. Walk, walking your dog. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, we are really honored that you have given your time to listen to us talk and interview experts in the world of relationships. So... We appreciate it. Make sure you get out your notepad because lots of value in today's episode with Jonathan. Uh, he talked about a lot of different things. He's got a book, Communication Miracles for Couples, How to Create More Love and Less Conflict. I don't know who wouldn't want that in their life, huh? So make sure you pay attention, write down his acknowledgement formula, and enjoy. Thanks a lot. Hello, everyone. We're excited to welcome Jonathan Robinson to today's show. Thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for inviting me. Jonathan Robinson is a psychotherapist, best-selling author of 11 books, and professional speaker from Northern California. He has reached over 100 million people around the world with his practical methods, and his work has been translated into 47 languages. His best-selling book is Communication Miracles for Couples, How to Create More Love and Less Conflict. We've given our listeners just a little overview, so take a minute, tell us about yourself and why you enjoy helping people improve their relationships. What got me into this whole thing was... uh a fair amount of pain, you know, in my teens and 20s, my relationships didn't go so well. So I finally decided I would look into what really works. And because I'm kind of lazy, I wanted to come up with the simplest and best ways to help myself. And then when I found something that really worked in my life, I put it in the book. And that's kind of what got me uh, first on Oprah and then doing this full time. I love that. I don't think it's lazy. I think that's just smart. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes you, you use what you're given, in my case, and that has helped me to come up with stuff that's really simple because I find when you're upset, it's very hard to come up with anything complex. Yeah, well, it's great, and it's it's easier to implement. So I'm sure our, our listeners are going to like your simple advice today. Good. Well, our topic today is how to create more love and less conflict in a relationship. And I think everyone wants that. So let's dive right in. Okay. As we often talk about on our show, communication is key for a healthy relationship. Why do you find communication to be such an important factor? Well, that's really the main tool we have in order to create more love and less conflict. The problem is if you ask the average person to do a lecture on how to communicate effectively, that lecture would only last about two minutes. So we don't have much education on how to do this. And since love is so important in our lives, the fact that we only have studied this field for a short while is kind of tragic. And there's a lot that can happen when you communicate really well. It's the difference between having people dislike you and having people think that you're the greatest. So 
luckily there's a whole science to communication and really a person that just knows even 10 minutes of that science is in an infinitely better shape for finding friends and lovers than somebody who doesn't know hardly anything. Yeah, and it's so important. It's communication. It's how we're outwardly presenting ourselves to the world. And we might be feeling something on the inside, and but people can't read our minds, your, your wife, your spouse, your girlfriend. So it's how you're communicating that it's so important. Exactly. You know, you look at even the presidential situation we have now, whether most people don't like either of the candidates because neither of them are uh, that good of communicators. And somebody like Obama, whether you like his policies or not, most people actually like him. And that's because he has studied communication or somebody like Oprah you know, uh, Oprah is the most loved person on earth right now. And the reason is because she has studied communication and she communicates in a way that people really appreciate. And what would be an example of, of something that makes someone a great communicator in a relationship? Well, a large part of good communication is how to build trust. So, First of all, Oprah asks good questions, and any good communicator does that. They are interested. They listen well. But more important than anything is they also are very human and vulnerable. And when people are authentic, let's say, uh, it, it creates a feeling of trust and mutuality also, another aspect of really good communication is saying what you appreciate about a person. Uh, some marriage researchers have found that the best predictor of a good marriage is how often you appreciate your partner and how much more you appreciate them than give them negative feedback. So it's like physics. You could say, well, if, you're, if the ratio of positive to negative comments is greater than two to one, your partner will inevitably think that they are loved and uh, value the, the relationship. Yeah, it's so important. We, we had a past guest and we talked about the, the positive communication sandwich where you start something that you're feeling that you want to say that might be negative. You start with a positive comment, then mm -hmm. you tell your partner what, what's bothering you, maybe negative, and then you finish even with a positive comment. Right. That's uh, a common technique and it works pretty well. Uh, I have a few techniques for giving feedback in the communication miracles for couples book that also are effective and really you have to find once you read technique, you have to say, well, could I see myself using that? Would that work for me? And when you have a bunch of tools, you know, if you're trying to build a house and all you have is, uh, pliers, it's going to be tough going. But if you have a full list of power tools, it's going to be a lot easier. Can you tell us a little bit about your acknowledgement formula mentioned in your book? Sure. I, I think of this as the most important technique that anybody could learn. And uh, the good news is that most people either don't know it or don't use it. And trying to have a loving relationship without this is almost impossible. 
So once you know it, it totally changes every relationship you're in very quickly. I've had couples who, you know, call me for counseling who are on the verge of divorce. They've hated each other for years. And just by learning the acknowledgement formula, they get back to a place of love in like a couple of hours. So it's it's really a miraculous thing. And the good news is that uh, I've tried to make it really simple. Uh, the acknowledgement formula is basically a way to help your partner to feel understood and to help them feel like you acknowledge or validate their feelings. Because what we really want more than anything else is the feeling of, that our partner understands us. So the a formula, just to make it really simple, because, you know, when we're upset, our IQ drops, <laughs> sometimes yeah. by about 80 points, you know. <laughs> so, so it has to be like a fill-in-the-blank formula that's so simple that even when you're at your worst, you can potentially remember it. And I, I uh, call it uh, the words or the formula is, it sounds like blank, that must feel blank. So if your partner uh, comes home and says, why is the house a mess and why haven't you been doing anything and am I the only one that does anything around here? Uh, instead of disagreeing with them, which does no good, instead of showing them how wrong they are, which does no good, you would say, it sounds like you're really stressed out and upset and disappointed that the house isn't clean. That must feel really bad after a hard day at work. You're basically acknowledging their reality and their feelings. And you want to do that even if what they say is totally psychotic because they won't care what you have to say until they feel that you care about what they have to say. I really like that because I, I feel as the person who is, for example, you're the one that is home and, and your spouse comes home and says that, it really makes you uh, look inside yourself and and really think about what is bothering your partner. And it probably helps you get to know your partner better because you really have to think about it before you go into that conversation. Yeah, no, it's, it is hard to do. That's why the formula can be helpful because, you know, if you've ever been uh, somebody giving you negative feedback or yelling at you or being upset at you, the first thing we always want to do is defend ourselves and show our partner how wrong they are. But, you know, have you ever shown your partner how wrong they are in detail? And then they say, my gosh, you're right. I've been <laughs> totally wrong this whole time. No. Thank you for showing me the errors of my ways. That never happens. No. <laughs> So what you want to do is uh, help them to feel understood. Once a person feels understood, they calm down, and then they can hear what you have to say. Yeah, and so much of communication, this is like a verbal exercise, but these things, what I'm thinking of is also uh, non-verbally, we talk about bids and acknowledging your your partner's bid so if they come up to you and physically you know put their hand on their shoulder that that you're not just ignoring that time and again because we in relationships we have these tiny physical cues and bids and uh, in the same way that you want to verbally acknowledge uh, I think it's important physically uh, to do the same absolutely you know uh, I not many people know about the emotional bids that John Gottman and other people's talked about, but basically it's the same thing. If, if I 
go to hug my wife and she says, oh, I'm busy. I feel misunderstood. I feel non-acknowledged. So uh, acknowledging that bid, even if I am not available, by saying, oh, hi, honey, thank you for, I, I really feel your care, but now is not a good time for me. Can we connect uh, in a little bit later? That's acknowledging their bid, even if you're not available for it. And the same thing when somebody talks about their day and how they're feeling. If you don't acknowledge it, a person feels rejected. And the one thing we all don't want is to feel rejected. And you mentioned mindfulness, and I, I think it's a valuable thing to recognize your partner's bids, take a minute if you're angry, and to not just react. And practicing mindfulness is a valuable tool, I find, so that we're not going into these automatic responses. Yeah, you know, mindfulness is a word that's used a lot nowadays to the point where it's starting to not mean anything. <laughs> so so you have to define what you're talking about. And, and for me, uh, I define mindfulness as knowing what you're feeling and what you're needing. And if you know that piece of information and can convey it, that's really helpful. But very few people have training in this area or have a technique that would help them. So a very simple technique, if you want to become more mindful, is to ask yourself those two questions. What am I feeling and what am I needing? And to convey that elegantly. And another great question, if you want to do advanced mindfulness, is to ask yourself, what is my partner feeling and what is my partner needing? Because information is power. And if you, if you think that your partner uh, is wanting one thing and they're really wanting something else, then you're going to spend a lot of time moving in the wrong direction. So, and it's often not obvious by what your partner says. You know, your partner might be talking about how, uh, how horribly uh, the day went. And when you ask yourself, well, what are they needing? It might be that they're needing a hug. But if you tell them, well, you should have done this differently, and if you try to fix things, you're not giving them what they need. You're giving them an answer to what they're saying. But what they're emotionally needing might be nurturance and reassurance. So mindfulness is really the art of knowing what are people needing and feeling at any given moment. That's valuable tips there. And I want to ask you, can, can the partner, if they want to ask, can they just literally ask, Hey, what's going on? You know, what are you feeling rather than trying to assume, uh, what they're, what they're feeling? Yeah. And, uh, you know, in the, in the communication miracles for couples book, I have uh, a couple chapters about nonverbal behavior. Um, but, and nonverbal behavior is incredibly important because let's say you're upset and I say, hey, what's going on? What are you feeling? What are you needing? That's not going to get a good response. No. Basically, I said with my tone, I said, like, what's wrong with you? That generally doesn't get a good response. So it depends on how you say something. But if I say, hey, what's going on? 
you know, I'm not clear what you're feeling, and I really want to know because I want to help you out. What are you? What are you needing, sweetie? That's very different. It might be the same words, but what's communicated is completely different, and we'll likely get a much better response. Yeah, it's so fascinating. Like we we are not simple creatures, and like so many little nonverbal cues, the pitch of your voice can be all the difference in a relationship, like you, the example you just used. Yeah, yeah. I, I tell people it's a little bit like learning a foreign language. You know, at first you get a few words. That allows you to, you know, get some things done. But to really learn a foreign language involves getting the accent just right and getting slang just right. There's a lot of subtlety to it. But once again, the good news is most people have no training in this. So a little bit of training puts you way ahead of other people and almost gives you superpowers. I mean, take Oprah, for example, at age 15, she's poor. She's in the retarded people's class in her school. She had had a stillborn child. She had been raped. She'd been emotionally and physically abused. She was overweight. She was in really bad shape. She was incredibly poor. And 20 years later, she's the most powerful woman who's ever lived on planet Earth. That's quite a shift. You know, we all have more resources and probably uh, a lot better life situation than she had. But she had one gift, which was the gift of communicating effectively. And that led her right to the top. I'd never heard those, uh, that background on Oprah before. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, it's actually, if you go into it, it's even worse than what I projected, uh, but wow. <laughs> the short story. It's incredible. So for our listeners out there who may be dealing with conflict in their relationship, what would you tell them about arguing and fighting? Is it okay? Does it mean that um, they're just, one person is just more passionate about their relationship? Uh, what would you give them in terms of advice? Well, I like to say if there's, Two uh, types of couples, those that never argue and those that argue way too much. Now, if you're the type that never argues, I think that arguing might be useful because it lets out what's really going on beneath the surface. So not many couples fall into that category, but if you're the type that really holds your feelings in and doesn't express, you're always trying to uh, not rock the boat. I'd say, you know, be more real and say stuff. And, and I think that will increase the passion in the relationship. But for most couples, they have plenty of, of conflict. And for them, I have a lot of things in the book that help couples overcome uh, arguing very, very quickly. For example, one thing that couples can do if they're really upset at each other is they can just hug each other and breathe together. And what happens is you get on the same wavelength when that happens, and then it makes it much easier to communicate. And also acknowledging your partner's feelings and reality, as in the acknowledgement formula we talked about earlier, is incredibly useful. Uh, so there's a lot of things that can really help uh, reduce conflict that most people don't know about. And once you have that tool... Um, you find that you don't argue so much. 
and things go better or you can work things out much more effectively. Um, when my wife and I are upset, uh, which happened, something happened last week, and um, we have a rule that if we're upset at each other, we'll hug each other and hold each other and breathe together for one minute. And we were starting to go off the rails, you know, and that's, that's never pretty. But after a minute of holding each other and breathing together, we both were then interested in listening to the other's point of view. And we became, we were able to work it out rather than just, you know, do what couples often do, which is blame, blame, and blame. And I'm sure you've noticed that blame does not work most of the time. Yeah, that's great advice. And in the the hugging and it's a physical way to connect. But I feel like when when you're in an argument with with your significant other or even in business or whatever you're so in the moment and so wrapped up in your emotions. Like you said, like we become stupid <laughs> in just taking a second to really slow down, to hug or to acknowledge your partner's feelings, just kind of gets you out of that. I don't want to say rage because you may not be that angry, but it's like a blind. That's yeah. Like it's like this blind rage you get into and, and it can kind of recenter you and snap you back into reality. Absolutely. And, you know, if, if those methods are too hard, we have another l method that my wife and I use, is, which is called uh, yellow light. You know, <laughs> yellow light or means proceed with caution. And we actually have an agreement. If either person says yellow light, that we'll take five minutes out and go for a short walk or listen to a song so that we can come back in a better state of mind. And, and that has sometimes helped us from going down uh, a dark place. I think that's super helpful because there are a lot of couples out there who one person has a different type of communication style. Like, for example, Chase likes to, if we get into an argument, he likes to, you know, get it right out on the open and talk about it right away, where sometimes I like to think about it for a couple minutes and then go back to it. So having that yellow light with caution is kind of like a, you know, a, a signal to say, Hey, let's let's maybe think about this for a little bit and then go back into it. Yeah, it can really save a lot of arguments, and it's pretty simple because you have that agreement and you just decide. Okay, if either person says yellow light, we take a five minute break, uh, and and you just live by that, and it can really save a lot of a lot of conflict. Yeah, and I gotta I gotta practice that because it is Sarah mentioned the the different communication styles. I get kind of like anxious if I feel like an argument or a conflict is not resolved. And I guess what tips would you give someone like myself that's like, all right, you know, let's talk about this. And, and then Sarah uh, wants to wait. Like, how can I uh, deal with that? Well, knowing that you only need to take a five minute break helps. You know, if she said, hey, I don't want to talk about this now. And uh, then you'd feel really anxious because, you know, you wouldn't know when you are going to be able to resolve this. Mm -hmm. But right. if you know it's only five minutes, that can make it a lot easier. And then you can come up with a ritual that you can do during those five minutes, you know, so that you can deal with that level of anxiety during those five minutes. It might be uh, petting the dog. It might be listening to 
a, uh, a song. It might be going for a very brief walk. But knowing that the, the time will come very quickly for you to resolve the thing should make it much easier for you to be okay with that period. Yeah, I like that. I think part of my problem is, yeah, it being unresolved and then not having a timeline. It's like, when, well, when are we going to talk about it? And then if we kind of have, whether it's five minutes or whatever we come up with, uh, I think that'll, that'll help. Yeah. You know, people will do very uncomfortable things as long as they know that's just for a short period of time. You know, you'll go into a crowded elevator with shady looking characters who smell bad, you know, for a couple minutes yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. you know, it'll be for a couple minutes. There's an end in sight. <laughs> well, yes. What do you find is the most common reason couples struggle with communication in their relationship? Um. I think it really comes down to it. They don't know how to give empathy to each other. And uh, they don't know uh, certain tools. You know, imagine you're, you're in, uh, I don't know, a foreign country, France, and you don't know any French. Or you think you know French, but you're really speaking Swahili. <laughs> That's going to be a problem. So you want to get some basic communication methods and realize that there's a science to it. Um, in terms of why people are, are the number one problem, I'd say it's this lack of being able to give empathy well and the lack of being able to then solve problems efficiently. So a lot of times couples have a problem and they never actually resolve the problem. Um, so I have a method, for example, in the Communication Miracles for Couples book that uh, is, a, is a chapter dedicated to how to solve problems efficiently. And it's a very precise method. I'll give you part of it here, and that is to just brainstorm what are three different ways we could handle this. Then it becomes more of a negotiation rather than it's you're to blame or I'm to blame. It becomes more of well, what are some different ways we might try this out? And there's a whole way of doing it, which I, I don't have time to get into here. But little helpers like that can make a big difference, just like a, a uh, power saw is going to help build the house a lot better than a toothpick will. Yeah, no, that's, that's, I like that, the three ways to handle this conflict and then discussing it and not, there doesn't have to be a winner and loser in, uh, in the argument. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there, you know, most people will never agree to being a loser in an argument. <laughs> right. uh, you just have a standoff and, and it doesn't go anywhere. Well, now it's time for our favorite part of the interview, the lasting love round. We'll ask you a series of questions and you'll respond with great information to help set the foundation for a lasting relationship. What is one tool or practice our listeners can use on a daily basis to help improve their relationship? I'll give them uh, the acknowledgement. Oh, no. I'll, we already talked about the acknowledgement form. I'll, I'll give a different one. Answering the question inside your head. What could I or do I appreciate about my partner today? And then telling them. Love it. Is there a book or resource you can recommend for listeners who want to improve their relationships? Um, 
Well, of course, I'd recommend my book, but other than that one, uh, I think uh, John Gray's book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, is very good. Uh, so those are two good books to start with. Great. Well, our listeners can get a free audiobook download of Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash I do podcast. We've been married for almost two years now. Is there any advice you would give newlyweds? Um, well, especially when you start to have kids in the formula, it's really important that you maintain a quality time, which becomes harder and harder. So I encourage newlyweds or anybody, any, any stage of life to have a date night and on date night that you're not allowed to talk about any problems or any issues. It's there just to have fun together uh, because uh, couples that play together tend to stay together. That's important. We are newlyweds and we have a kid, so doubly right. important. What advice would you give our single listeners looking for a happy relationship? Uh, make a list of the three characteristics that you're looking for in somebody. And so get really clear on what you're looking for and then where such a person would hang out. You know, if your ideal partner would not be in a bar, don't go to bars, you know, maybe go to workshops or go to uh, museums or whatever it is, or go online. But if you know the exact characteristics that you most need in somebody, that helps you to save time eliminating all the people that don't meet your characteristics. I like that, like literally writing it down and it forces you to... to really think about it rather than if you don't write that down, you might think that you like one type of person because it's fun and exciting. But like when you really stop, what, what are you looking for? Uh, it might be something different. Yeah. And it's funny that you mentioned if you're not into going to bars, don't go to bars. Uh, because Chase and I aren't really into going to bars, but funny enough, we met in a bar. So it's, (laughs) (laughs) it's funny that you use that, uh, example. We'll put an asterisk oh, well. on that one. That was just yeah, right. Lucky. Everything I say could be wrong uh, in a complicated universe. No, it, you know, there's there's uh, a lot of different ways it can happen. Uh huh. Well, we've really enjoyed hearing all the advice you've given us and our listeners today. So let's finish by having you tell our listeners where they can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Okay. Well, my website is findinghappiness.com. And at FindingHappiness.com, there's a lot of free articles and videos and audios for helping people and couples finding happiness. Awesome. Where listeners can find all the information and links of today's episode on IDoPodcast.com. Go to the podcast tab and you'll be in the archives. And again, Jonathan, thanks so much for coming on to our show and for sharing your generous knowledge. My pleasure. Great interview. I appreciate it. Are you interested in learning five ways to improve your relationship on a daily basis? How about five tips for engaged couples or newlyweds? This information and more is our free gift to you when you go to idopodcast.com and subscribe to our mailing list. Thank you so much for joining us today on I Do Podcast. Head on over to idopodcast.com for full recaps of every show, relationship resources, tips, and advice.
Your path to a successful and lasting relationship awaits you. Are you ready to create lasting love? You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.